You ain't going to school, are you, Annie? When I grow up. You ain't either, Annie. You're going to stay here. Take care of me. I'm going to school when I grow up. You said we'd be together forever and ever and ever. I'm going to school when I grow up. Now leave me be. And how many of us can fight for our values that strongly? That's from uh, the miracle worker. That's Annie Sullivan fighting for her values. She won't, she won't give up her future. She won't even if somebody says, but I need you, but I want you, but you promised me you would be here and you, you wouldn't uh, move on in your own life. If, if nobody phrases it that way. You should do it for me. No, she wants to go to school. She wants to grow her mind. She wants to enjoy her life. Her life her way without stepping on other people's feet and without letting herself be chained to someone else. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist and my number is toll free 1-877-DR-KENNER toll free 1-877-DR-K-E-N-N-E-R and you can call me with any questions that you would ask a counselor or a therapist and even though it's not therapy it's an opportunity to get some point that may help you uh, clear the fog in your own mind on some issue or point you in the right direction. And right now, I want to uh, invite Alicia. Am I pronouncing that? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Tell me what's going on. Okay, um, my husband and I, we were married in 2005. We were both soldiers, um, and I was raped by a soldier two weeks after we were married. Okay. Um, It was a slept under the rug issue. Um, and so it was then because wet onto the rug. You mean just try to brush it aside, not to make it a big deal? Uh, well, the military slept underneath the rug. Oh, okay. Yeah. So nothing ever happened to the guy. My husband, of course, felt like he should have done something, but his hands were tied, you know, by the army for his career. Right. Um, so since then, um, his love for me, you know, he has decreased. Um, now it's at the point that he doesn't even know how to love me or his own two-year-old daughter, um, and he is going into recurring depressions that are getting longer and, and worsening each time. This last one has lasted six months. Okay. Uh, oh, he's go ahead. seen a counselor, uh, but that doesn't seem to help him. It sounds, it, it sounds like he doesn't know how to make sense of his own actions, like he doesn't mm-hmm. love himself, unless there's something more complicated. But if I if I saw that someone that I love dearly had been raped, and I want I want justice, and uh-huh. I can do nothing about it, but I still face a choice. Maybe I can do something about it. Maybe I can bring justice to this man. Not not as a vigilante, of course, but through the uh-huh. legal process. And they tie my hands and won't let me. Maybe that just becomes an issue where. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't, because I'm the type of person that would fight for justice. I'm a soldier. Yep, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, so he needs to love himself first. He needs to come to terms with how that decision was made and not hold himself accountable for not protecting you? Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I'm asking you. Yeah, that's his issue is that, you know, um, he has become very self, uh, self-doubting and he feels that. Uh, Helpless and, and worthless as a husband. Okay. Um, and it transferred over into his soldier life as well. Tell me about that. Um, well, like right now, he's not actually doing his normal MOS. Um, he's been thrown into something that he doesn't know very well. And um, 
so he feels basically his words uh, like an idiot, and that's how he's being treated, he feels. Um, he's become a lot more sensitive to how people look at him um, and misreads a lot of even what I'm saying anymore. Um, and it's just only concentrating on the negative. Nothing is positive. Okay. Does he have any other history that would uh, would explain some of this? Um, he said that when he was a kid, you know, he got into a lot of fights and stuff like that, and he would lose fights and things like that. Um, and so he had dealt with a little bit of that when he was, you know, younger, um, but had kind of gotten past that, and this has kind of stirred up those old feelings as well. Okay, so That's it dovetails with he was he lost the fight. He couldn't he couldn't protect you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you dealing with this? Um, well, I have uh, for me the best way to deal with things is to write it out and to force myself to deal with issues. Yeah. So um, you know, I realized that there's nothing I could have done that it wasn't my fault. Um, I have dealt with this, you know, to the best of my abilities, you know, and I don't let it. Um, when I start thinking about negative things, I force myself to think about positive things. Yeah. Um, and that I did take a stand and I did take it to somebody and talk to him about it. And he's the only reason I did that. He, he meaning who? Your uh, husband? My husband. He, yeah. So when you say, you mean you, you brought the rape to uh, somebody in the military? Yeah. Yeah, CID, Criminal Investigations Department. Okay. And they did nothing. They won't reopen it? Um, well, the thing is, is that, of course, it was a he said, she said. Yeah. Because I actually dropped my rape kit on the ground and did not re-perform it. Okay. Um, and it only made it to brigade level. Uh, it didn't, or I mean to battalion level, it didn't go any higher because they were all about numbers. Yeah. And it looked bad on their command. So, you know, they didn't even move him. He lived right across the hall from me, and they didn't even move him. Okay, and it wasn't um, it wasn't a friendship situation at all. It was a pure rape situation, I'm assuming. Um, well, he actually had started going to the gym with me and things like that. We actually were becoming friends. Okay. So, so and it's the whole, you know, you're supposed to be able to trust this person with your life when you go to Iraq. Right, right. And then they betray you like that, you know, but it's the reality of soldiers are still human. Right. Right. So, you know. so the question is, how do you get yourself back? How do you get your husband back? Yeah. And I'm assuming you still want that. Oh, yeah. I still love him very much. And, and I, you know, definitely have more emotion towards them, him than he does towards me. And I want to help him come back to me. Because, you know, it hurts to see him go through these things and to know that, you know, he doesn't even know how to love me anymore. So when he says he doesn't know how to love you, what goes? What do you think goes through his mind if he were just to hug you or to kiss you or to uh, want to have make love with you? We, he himself has even said he can't even remember the last time we actually made love. Um, when he kisses me and when he hugs me and things like that, there's really no emotion behind it anymore. Okay, so he's, it, it's sounding like he's repressing his emotions. Because if you press exactly. a negative one, the way re emotional repression works is people will say to themselves, that is so much trauma. Oh, I hear you. Is that a daughter or, or a son? That's my daughter. That's your daughter. <laughs> oh, I want her to have her mommy and daddy happy and romantically engaged eventually. Uh, um when when you tell your your subconscious, I mean nobody thinks of it as telling their subconscious, but when you tell yourself 
that pain I felt is so bad. My wife got raped right after we were married. Here I am, a soldier fighting in Iraq, and I can't protect her. Uh, I, I can't. How can I love me anymore? I don't feel worthy of her anymore. I don't value myself anymore. I feel helpless. I feel worthless. I feel, I feel like that little kid in a fight who could never get anywhere. You know, who was losing, and I don't want to feel any more. I don't want to feel that pain anymore. So I'm just not going there anymore. I don't want to feel. It not only lops off all the painful feelings, it lops off all of the joy, the joy of your uh, daughter, the joy of yourself, of you. And so he, he, I would highly, highly, highly recommend getting cognitive therapy. Uh-huh. That's C-O-G-N-I-T-I-V-E therapy. There's a book, Mind Over Mood, that you can get at my website, drkenner.com, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com. Mm-hmm. And he also needs to recapture the pronoun I. He needs to value himself. He needs to be able to put it in context. I worked with vets, and some of them had killed you know, children um, in Vietnam. Uh-huh. And yeah. to protect their own lives, because the kids were strapped with bombs running after them, so mm-hmm. they had they they couldn't connect with their families at all. I did a lot of family therapy, and what was fascinating was when they could when they felt close enough, comfortable enough, reopening up the injury and going back into the. Um, scene, they could see that they weren't the killer of the child, that the person who strapped the bomb on the child was the killer, and it made all the difference in the world because they evaluated themselves differently. So if your husband can see that given the situation, his hands were tied, he couldn't do anything, and how to the best thing he can do is rebuild a relationship with you. That's where his strength comes in. You can reframe it that way, and that may help. So I want to thank you so much for your service and for your call, and I wish you the best. All right, thank you so much. Thank you, Elisa.